When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. You are now in the Corner Booth Podcast, a sports podcast from Belly Up Sports and the Belly Up Podcast Network. Here is your host, Jared Clinton. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the Corner Booth Podcast. I am your host, Jared Clem, alongside my sidekick, Mr. Kev. The Eagles finally put me out of my misery on Sunday. I can just relax, enjoy the playoffs, no more stress. Um, uh, more on that in a minute. Um, by the way, if you haven't already, make sure you uh, give us a like or uh, uh, give us a follow on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Corner Booth Pod and on Facebook at Corner Booth. Uh, we'd love to always, that's why if you want to send us questions and anything you want us to ask us on the show, we always answer, um, as long as they're not really stupid. Uh, but yeah, no, Kev, how you doing, buddy? Happy Tuesday. I'm doing great. Happy Tuesday. What, uh, so for the folks at home, what, what's on tap for you tonight? Jameson and Ginger. Nice. I am doing a skull hammer by Fitch. By the way, Fitch, I love every single beer you make. Please sponsor us. They're out of Chicago. They're like the only good thing I actually like out of Chicago, besides deep dish pizza. Yeah. And the and the White Sox and just the clean lean, the cleanness of the White Sox hats. And Michael Jordan, obviously. Fair. Because <sighs> I wear like Jordans almost every day. All right, we'll kick it off. What everyone's talking about in sports the last two days, <laughs> and literally the dumbest thing. On the planet, it makes me so I, – I, it's it's laughable, Kevin. It really is. So the Philadelphia Eagles on Sunday Night Football took on the Washington football team. And um, basically, those of you who didn't watch, which is very little, surprisingly. It's like so many people, I didn't think we were going to watch him watch the game. The Eagles were struggling on offense, but Hurts was moving the ball running. Boston Scott was having a good game. Jalen Rieger was playing okay. It, it was it was it was an eye because it was all ba- Eagles basically started half of their back half their positions as backups to start. Miles Sanders, Derek Barnett, Josh Sweat, Dallas Goddard, um, um, Jalen Mills. They were like they they, they Alshon Jeffrey, Deshaun Jackson. They had like nine or ten starters out. I digress. In the game, the Eagles are kind of in the game. 
they scored twice. Uh, they scored, I think, 14 unanswered. Yeah, 14 unanswered. The the um, Washington got a field goal. Eagles drive down the field. They get in the red zone. They go for a fourth down. Quez Watkins smokes Kendall Fuller. Like, this Watkins kid, Kevin, I'm telling you right now, he's going to be a very good number two or number three receiver in about two or three years. This kid is a freak. He just absolutely cooked Kendall Fuller on a cutback. Hurts tried to throw it off his back foot. Not a not good. I mean, honestly, not a lot of quarterbacks except for me, Mahomes, Josh Allen, and maybe 2017 Carson Wentz would hit that throw. And it was fourth down, turnover on downs. Uh, Washington gets the ball back, drives on and kicks a field goal. Um, the big controversy is, and all these stories are coming out and everything else, whatever, is that Doug Peterson pulls Jalen Hurts for Nate Sudfeld. And all these stories are coming out about everyone being pissed. Our star running back, Miles Sanders, saying, like, you know, everyone was a little upset about it. It's like, why are we doing this? Why are you doing that? And my honest opinion right now, and, uh, Kev, I'll let you go first. Got a couple of things. But my first reaction was, all right, cool. We get number six pick. Next. W- what's your take on this, Kevin? So I, I am very mad for one reason and one reason only. I wanted a six and ten team in the playoffs. I yeah. really wanted it. Whether it's the Giants, the football team, I don't care. I wanted it more than anything in this life. However, I'm also a big proponent of if you don't think you have a chance to win a Super Bowl, like mm-hmm. if you could make the playoffs, you have a small chance, ball bounce your way a few times. But if you don't think you're going to make the playoffs, you don't have a chance to win a Super Bowl. Because if you sneak in, you're not going to win a Super Bowl, most likely. Then I think you should try to get the best draft pick possible. Unless there's extenuating – like Bill Belichick, that team is not winning a Super Bowl this year. But I understand why they didn't tank because for Bill Belichick's legacy and all that, and it's the Patriot way, whatever. I get that. However, you, go for draft picks. Also, you're probably going to touch more. Uh, Giants, you want to make the playoffs, don't lose 10 games. And there's the kicker. There's the kicker. Seriously. So I um I got a little trolley on Twitter. Our boys over at Craft Brew Sports, uh, my boy Mike Berline, were egging me on a little bit because I was just warming up. I kept seeing all these things about everyone complaining. Dan Orlovsky, we love Dan Orlovsky in this show. He's retweeted some of Kevin's stuff. He's been on Mike's show before. We might bring him on this year. Like, there's a He's, bunch. Of, like, we love Dan Orlovsky. Here's the thing. He's a Carson Wentz defender. But here's the craziest thing. That dude was talking about being disrespectful to the game. I had Giants fans saying, it's disgrace. It's disgusting. But when the Jets do it, it's cute. It's fun. Tank for Lawrence. But my Eagles want a goddamn – got the goddamn six pick so they can go get Jamar Chase, Greg Rousseau, or Patrick Sertan or the corner out of Virginia Tech, and that's a problem. First of all, Giants, your offense sucked. Okay, I'm sorry. You guys should have beaten us. We should have three wins. But – your Pro Bowl tight end, Evan Ingram, dropped a wide-open touchdown. He had my boy, whoever our backup safety was, smoked. He was gone. Evan Ingram's a fast dude, especially a tight end. And he got cooked. He cooked the dude. And he dropped it. And it was in his hands. Two, there were multiple games this season you guys should have pulled off, but you didn't. You guys have a lackluster quarterback. You guys honestly played okay for not having your best offensive weapon. You guys have a great number one receiver in Darius Slayton. I am a huge proponent of Darius Slayton. I love this dude. Sterling Shepard, my mom's best friend's neighbor. Good dude, apparently, and a better route runner. His resurgence, he's really great. 
you're James Bradbury. Congratulations, you found an number one corner. It's hard to do in this league, especially in free agency. Most free agency cornerbacks, we'll go back to Josh Norman, Nandi Asamoah, always seem to always be with a hint of salt. But occasionally you get the Asante Samuels and James Bradbury's here. So here we go. Giants, I'm sorry. It, 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 what did you guys think you're going to go on an Eli Manning run? As much as I despise Eli Manning, Daniel Jones isn't Eli Manning. Eli Manning is a god killer. That man is Kratos when he gets into the playoffs. When, if he gets into the playoffs. Because <laughs> that's a big if. Here's the problem. Um, Daniel Jones is a fucking joke. I'm sorry. He is. I don't, I'm trying to lay off of the cursing as much as possible. Daniel Jones has more turnovers since the start of his rookie season than my boy Carson. That's crazy. Carson, the interception machine once. And this is before the benching, too, by the way. He still was leading him. So I want you guys to realize something. You guys are going to waste Saquon Barkley's career. You're probably going to waste a couple other guys' careers. You guys are hopefully – I hope you guys draft a quarterback because that's the only way you guys are going to win. Daniel Jones is not a good quarterback. He's not. I've been telling you guys that all year. Oh, he's fast. He can run. He can throw an interception for like 10 weeks. Yeah, because you guys are catching all these – Teams that thought you guys were going to be a joke off guard. And your defense played incredible. Your defense deserves a lot of credit for you guys' win streak, by the way. It's not your offense. Your offense sucks. Your defense is incredible. All, all From the, the front three, the front four, to the back end, these guys played great. From Jameel Peppers all the way to Leonard Williams, you guys played great. Your offense is garbage. My biggest thing is, to all the people on social media, calm down. The Adam Scheffners, the Dan Orlovskis, the, the Rex Ryans. Y'all got to chill, man. Stephen A. Smith said it best. Why are you getting on them for trying to get a better draft pick? Seriously. And all, it's all the Eagles players, only stories about how there's confrontations for taking Hurts out. There really weren't. Yeah, they probably said some shit. They are probably chirping. They are probably pissed. The offensive Lions look pissed. But here's the thing. Guys, I'm sorry. Like... There's a chance to get a generational talent when you're inside the top seven or eight picks. We even had a shot at a number. We had the shot at the number three pick of a couple teams lost. We didn't get it, but, you know. The three teams we needed to lose on Sunday, by the way, all lost. We needed to win on Sunday, all lost. So it's in. We had to possibly drop into the ninth pick, by the way, if we won. I don't like that. I, I wanted the Pats to lose to the Jets so we could get the 10th overall pick. That'd be great, because then you could bump Dallas out. Yeah, that would have been the dream. Um, but you mentioned Dan Orlovsky. Can I give a great Dan Orlovsky story? Yeah, sure. So one day, one morning, uh, I was in the kitchen getting breakfast. Something and I was working, watching TV, and when, or I was watching TV. My dad came in, and we're I was watching Get Up because that's generally what I watch in the mornings while I'm eating breakfast, start getting my workday started. And Dan Orlovsky said that Tom Brady has never won less than ten games in his, as a starter. And my dad started screaming about it. He's like, that's not true. He lost nine games in 2002. That's wrong. Like, that called me. He's like, no, it's wrong. If this man is going to be on TV talking about sports, he should know this. Like, all right. And I tweeted, me when my dad yells at the TV because at Dan Orlovsky 7 said Tom Brady has never won less than 10 games in the NFL, parentheses, which is wrong, with the little – like the stuffed animal Muppet thing, giving the side eyes, like concerned. Yeah. Dan Orlovsky responded. LOL. Yes. His first year starting 16 games in 2002, he won nine. 
See, that's why I love Orlovsky, and I'm I, hopefully we can bring. I'm going to talk to uh, the certain powers that be about bringing him back because we actually had a shot at bring before Kev was actually even here at uh, Belly Up. He came on our boss Mike Brown's old show, What's Up Belly Up, and it was a great interview. But Mike also's interview skills are not up to me and Kevin's par. Not no knocking on Mike. It's just I've been cla- I've actually been trained to interview, and Kev honestly, surprisingly, for a accounting major is a pretty good interviewer so um thanks calm studies minor from the university of alabama there you go roll Roll (laughs) tide oh by the way um if anybody doubts who all three or four or five whoever how many knuckleheads we have out uh, in this podcast or involved here this is like turning to the mcafee show we've got knuckleheads everywhere um it's roll tide across the board. If anybody in this damn room says Ohio State, the Ohio State University, you're getting punched in the throat. I cannot. I if, if they win another damn title, I swear I'm gonna lose my shit. I was asked to make a national championship game hype video, and I was like, this for Twitter, I couldn't get within two minutes. So I said, I'm just gonna do one for each team. The Alabama one was a breeze. The Ohio State one made was painful. Well, because the Ohio State one, can I be honest? Really, can I be honest? Um, it's to me right now. I don't think Clemson just Clemson this year just it felt like it was off with Clemson all year, right? I, I mean, you got off topic and it cut you off here, but correct me if I'm wrong. It just felt off with Clemson this year. Like they didn't feel like the same dominant team they were a couple years ago. Yeah, I always I felt like every year it was kind of like, oh, this team's pretty good that they're playing and they're gonna blow them out. I, I the Georgia Tech game this I think that was this year. Yeah, that was the only game really that made headlines yeah. for being blown out. Georgia Tech wasn't good this year. Yeah, Georgia Tech was garbage. All right, so the Miami game. As much as I refer to it a lot, the Hurricanes had Lawrence handcuffed for the first half of the game. It. It was penalties and bullshit caused by the refs in a couple of, like, you know, the first two or three drives were on the refs for blowing calls. The last two by the Tigers were honestly in Miami for making mental mistakes. And the Miami blocks a punt and it blocks a kick and momentum's back on Miami. And it just, the game felt, they felt like they were the better team, obviously, than the Hurricanes. The Hurricanes this year were a very flawed, flawed team. And the fact that they won eight games is incredible. Um... But that game against Miami, I was like, all right, so this isn't the same Clemson team that I've been watching for the last seven years beat the fuck out of everybody. It's not. So it just – and then the Notre Dame game when they lost. Yes, they didn't have Lawrence in. Lawrence argued arguably the best quarterback in the country right now. Sorry to do Mac Jones, guys. I love Mac Jones too. But Lawrence, talent-wise, there's a reason he's going number one. If you want to say uh, talent-wise, it's fine. But saying he was the best country or the best quarterback in the country – Best talent quarterback talent was in the country. That's what I meant. That's fine. Okay, so I will argue that point. Okay, so here's the kicker. It's like, yeah, they they, they kicked the shit in Notre Dame. Notre Dame's trash. Honestly, if you put Notre Dame versus a Miami team with a healthy De'Ara King and none of the injuries or opt-outs we had for our bowl game, I would take Miami by a field goal because that Notre Dame team caught Clemson off guard, and that's fine. So Notre Dame, so that game is the other fluke. But then you play an Ohio State team. This is what doesn't make sense to me. This is this what this is where my whole point is. You take on a, the best team in the Big Ten, obviously, in Ohio State. 
Uh, Indiana was close, but they're not good enough. I just it just felt like Clemson to me this year just didn't have it, and they came out flat in Ohio State just punching in the mouth. It was bad from the start. Yeah, Clemson started scoring, but it was too little, too late. They couldn't stop them. That Brent Venables defense looked like a looked, looked awful. They couldn't. They, what was it? 35-21 at halftime. Very high, fourteen. I, I think it might have been worse. I I even know it was bad. I ha, I had it on here on New Year. It was a New Year's Day. Yeah, I had work the next morning, so I just threw it on while I was about to go to work the next day. I was like, this is awful. And my client the next day was an Alabama mom, so we were talking about Roll Tide the entire time on the job. I said, yeah, my co-host is a, is a, is a Tide fan, so she, he's going to be all over this game. I mean, like, I, I didn't want either team to win, honestly. Not because I'm scared of either of them. I just hate both teams. Uh, I hate Dabo, and I just hate Ohio State. Facts. But, yeah, no, I mean, and look, I understand that Dabo putting Ohio State at 11th probably put a chip on their shoulder. I, I understand his argument necessarily because he said, like, I didn't put any team that played less than nine games in my top ten or whatever. Yeah, no, so it's, I get it's the argument, but Dabo, you're about to play them. Don't give them bulletin board material. <laughs> you say that after you smoke them or beat them by five. Like, you don't, like, damn, bro, come on, man. It's like, I think Dabo's hubris has gotten so big from his success that at this point he thinks he can do anything. And I think this was, like, the first time Clemson's like, oh. So, oh. <laughs> here's like, how bad it's gone. Alabama, generally, if they like someone, they will like them throughout, right? It's not going to change unless they do something really egregious. Like, I know Alabama fans who still like Lane Kiffin. That was Jack a message. Joey Freshwater. Like yeah. Dabo, so when Dabo first started winning at Clemson, it was a big thing. Like, oh, he won a national championship with Gene Stallings at Alabama. When Saban retires, like, let's bring in Dabo. Now Alabama fans have turned on him because of all the talking shit he does, him running his mouth about stuff he doesn't know about. They're like, hashtag never Dabo is a thing. I wouldn't doubt it. And, and it's not because he's beaten us a few times. It's strictly how he acts. I want – I'm not going to lie, though. I wanted to see the final round of Clemson, Alabama. And I'm going to say the final round because I don't think Alabama is going anywhere. The SEC, to me, has too much infighting for one team to rise up and knock you guys off. But until Saban retires, even then, you guys probably will find a great successor. The eight, Clemson's a different story because you have Miami, who you even said is two or three years away. You have Virginia Tech. I'm sorry. They're, you're not going to keep Virginia Tech down for long. That They recruit good defense. They just need one good – they need two or three offensive players in a recruiting class, and that team is a top-10 team. Even teams like – if Notre Dame stays in the ACC, another team that can knock them off. Clemson's got sharks in the water looking for blood, and that game didn't help them. Or Pitt or Syracuse. Like, Pitt, even, yeah, exactly. Years, they'll have one good year. Or yeah, exactly. They're not. They're never going to be like a Miami, Virginia Tech, or Notre Dame, where they're going to have consistent like ten, nine, ten win seasons. But they're like Pitt might have a season like they did with Kenny Pickett a couple years. Sorry, Kenny Heisman, who, like a couple years ago for our boy Sawyer, where they win eight, nine games and they're a good team. Syracuse, they had Greg Pauls the quarterback for one year. They actually won like seven or eight games that year and the year before, a couple years ago. But it it doesn't take much to be have a one good uh, have a streak here. Lamar Jackson at Louisville. Seriously, like it's 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 that's another good team. North Carolina State, they recruit well somehow. North Carolina, eh, yeah, fuck them. But um, it's very I, weird that NC State recruit generally recruits better 
than UNC because UNC is like the basketball, the Michael Jordan, the Jordan logo. Even though it's basketball, they can push that. Go yeah, up, I know. So you get free Jordan, like you get free Jordan PEs that guys got kicked off the team for selling. That's how valuable they are. But um, I even, you know, what's so crazy. I was I was so busy with work and and football this weekend. I didn't even see who won the uh the uh, North Carolina Texas. I'm assuming A and M blew them off the field. Uh, A and M was down for a bit and then came back and won. All right, so that makes me feel even better about my Hurricanes then. It was – I don't think it was a generally close game by the end. Yeah, A&M won by 14. But after – there was a point where they were down by a touchdown or so. I mean, at, at halftime, it was 17 to A&M, 13 UNC. Then A&M, it was 20 to 17 UNC. Then the fourth quarter, A&M woke up, scored 24 points. Yeah. Um. I think North Carolina got chipped this year. I honestly think North Carolina is the second best team in the ACC. I think people wanted North Carolina to be better than they were. I think that the running backs were that team. Those two running backs are broken. Those are like looking like our Madden running backs back in the day. They were ridiculous. I well, don't after the one who did Sam the U down thing, after the one who did the U down thing, I hope you have a horrible NFL career and you're a bust. Um, Sam Howell. Just remember you did that in front of Bubba Bolden, and he's coming back for one more year. I can't wait for Miami-UNC next year. That's going to be a punch-out game. I can't wait till Sam Howell has a bad year to start the year, and the media is still like, oh, this guy's about to go off. He's about to go off. He's going to be oh, no. great. Oh, Sam, Sam Howell's garbage. I'm sorry. No. Like, okay. You know you're a trash quarterback when you have to run the ball 40 times between your two running backs to win a game by 30. Those two running backs are talented as hell. Well, like, here's the thing. It's like, how old did that trick? They did a Philly special, and he did the little you down thing and broke his knee through it. I'm like, bro, I cannot wait. Miami's already started transfer portal hunting. We're about to go get that DN from Tennessee and, and the receiver from Oklahoma. I'm hype. Get King some weapons. Like, I I don't think Sam Al's trash. I think he's a perfectly average. He's Trask. a good quarterback. Scott Trask. Pretty much, if you put weapons around him, he could probably be in the Heisman conversation, but he's not a very good quarterback. He's never going to be winning national championships. He's never going to pay off in the NFL. Yeah, no. It, it, what, what cracks me up about all this is that the ACC is so funny to me. As much as you like to rip on the ACC, I think the ACC is about to come up and replace the Big Ten. Because the Big Ten, the problem is so many years of a dominant team can either have two reactions, Kevin. You either can be... You either can be like the Pac-12, the Pac-10, back when USC dominated for years, where we could have multiple teams come out and just like rise up like Stanford, Oregon, and um, I think even Arizona was good for one year. Um, but you you have like teams start rising to the top. Oregon, like the Big 12, be punched around by Oklahoma and Texas for years and just be a bunch of hot garbage. And that's – so one scenario where the ACC has been beat up on – on Clemson for years, where you have four, three or four teams rising up, catching, nipping at Clemson's heels. Where in the Big Ten, you have Ohio State that's kind of sitting there being good but not elite. And then you have a bunch of teams like Penn State nosedived. You have uh, Minnesota who just dropped out of nowhere. You have Indiana who played a great season, but it's probably the best season they're ever going to have in their history of the program. Michigan's a dumpster fire. 
college football is going to be weird as hell in the next couple of years. At least you have the SEC for constant for for consistency. Yeah, I mean, I I don't get why uh, Harbaugh sells a job. Honestly, I think they should fire him. Yeah, I, I'm not okay. So good. I'm the only one who's understanding this. Like I, I like I saw the the update and I see Michigan fans on TikTok being like, "How did he still have a job?" I feel horrible for Michigan fans this morning. He's not a good recruiter. He had one good class. And only two of them actually played well. And Peppers and Gary. That was it. There are so many things working against Harbaugh in this situation. He's paid too much money. He can't beat Ohio State. He can't win a big game. That's what you brought him on to do. You paid him all that money to beat Ohio State, win big games, and make the national championship. He has done none of those things. And the only reason I can see him sticking around from Michigan's point of view, is they don't want to be a laughing stock of college football like Auburn was when they paid Gus Malzahn $21 million to leave. When they when Tom Herman got paid $13 million to leave, they don't want to go through that because that would go against like the Michigan brand that they're trying yeah. to build or they have built. Look, guys, if Texas can do it, can go through that, so can you. Yeah, Michigan's not like a dream job. I hope real people realize that. It hasn't been for years. It's like – so I'm going to be straight up. When I look at it – okay, so Kev, let's say you and me are hot shot coordinators. Let's say you are Saban's OC. I am um, – I was the head coach of Cincinnati. We're both hot shot candidates to get bigger jobs. If I'm you or me, the jobs I look for are, one, jobs have a good culture. They have an established brand. It's something that I can market if when I'm recruiting. Two – I want speed and athleticism in like a fertile recruiting ground in my backyard. What's that? Alabama, Florida, Texas, Miami. Um, even you can even go Ohio State, I guess a little bit. Even even if you at USC, honestly, is if they get they get their crap together and their board of directors, it's not a bad job either. Yeah, but I, was I just it's. To me, even like any SEC job, honestly, is a good job. To a certain extent, Arkansas. Mm. Yeah, Vandy too. Yeah, true. They they have to adhere to academic responsibility, like the Ivies, but they don't have the gravitas of the Ivy League, so they can't get kids who probably should be going elsewhere. Well, that's him with Stanford, Michigan. Michigan's held Michigan, Notre Dame. They're both held to that standard too. And they like, win though, or like more recently, Vandy has never really won. I know. So what cracks me up is I, I just academics and, and, and sports just drive me nuts, by the way. It's, I hate the whole you have to be at least lower your standards a little bit for athletes, like even for like point two GPA. So like, they kind of do. Some schools do. They if a kid's good enough and they have decent grades, they'll still let them in. I have my boy, my, my boys from high school. He had like a three eight and Princeton was like, yeah, we'll take you. Princeton needs like a 4-2 to get in minimum. Yeah, I know kids like that. Uh, I knew a kid in high school, actually, who Coastal was looking at. And they're like, you need to have a 2.0 GPA. I had a 2-7! Guess who didn't play football at Coastal? (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah, he went to some D3 school up here. But, all right, Jerry, I want to play. This is not the question I had for you, but we're going to ask that later. I want to play on this. Let's say you are an OC or something at Miami. Mm-hmm. I'm an OC at Alabama. What are the five jobs you'd want, like that you what? would take if they can't call them? Well, one, 
succeeding my head coach. Honestly, if you can recruit South Florida, you are in a conference that's not as is not as competitive as the SEC. You have the perks of a private college with private tuition. I mean, with private education. And I'm sorry, the the atmosphere at Miami is incredible. And you also have the like the whole legacy factor. And I know it's the same at other schools, but when you have guys like Ed Reed, Andre Johnson, and Warren Sapp walking the sidelines, it's a different animal. And also, I am a little biased because it's my it is the school. I honestly I want to get my master's there. I kind of plan to, at least online, because you know I don't live in Florida. Um, number two, the Bama. Um, I'm take yes, the expectations would be high, but you're telling me as an offensive coach, I can I could probably pluck a defensive genius out of some other school. Say, hey, you want me to be my defensive coordinator here at Bama? We're gonna get a bunch of five star. We're gonna be like twelve five star guys a year. Are you kidding me? It's like playing with like a Madden Ultimate Team with unlimited credit card. Like it's ridiculous. Uh, three is um Texas. Surprisingly, so here's the deal. Texas, the, their problem isn't even Texas itself. It's the fact that they are in the biggest recruiting ground besides maybe South Florida, Pennsylvania, California, and they can't get shit done because their board of directors are all morons. Yeah. So you're telling me I get Texas. Okay, cool. I'm calling up every young coordinator I can find. Like, hey, I need you to help run my offense. I need you knuckleheads to run my defense. We're going to go out. We're going to be the first Big Ten team to have an elite secondary and an elite linebacking core. I mean, elite pass rush. Linebackers can be okay. Like, I want, like, two four- or five-star edge rushers, and I want two four- or five-star corners and one at least three- or four-star safety. Like, I want elite guys in my defense. And you would fuck the entire – you would screw up the entire Big Ten, Big 12. Because – Everyone recruits for seven on seven. But here's the thing about it. You don't need five-star guys to smoke two-star corners. You need, like, three-star guys. So I would flip the script on the Big 12. And then it would be USC and then Ohio State. And then actually LSU. LSU had thrown there over Ohio, uh, over USC. So it would be OSU, then LSU. Because LSU, Louisiana, it's a breeding ground as well. It's the SEC. Um, I, Florida, I could never – the problem with Florida is Florida takes advantage of the fact that they're SEC, and that's what keeps them over Miami for recruiting. They can go out, they go out of state more. But Ohio State, they just pull from, they can pull from anywhere. And um, LSU, same thing. So I guess that's my five. I would go. I first step for would be the same for me. I would be in Nick Saban's office. Like, do you think you have five years left? Yeah. I'm not going to run to the media. So do you think you have five years left? And if he says I'm not sure, like, all right, cool. I'm re-upping for five if you want. Yeah. And then, I, yes, yeah. I would sign a five-year deal somewhere else. Uh, I <laughs> I would probably go Oklahoma for number right, two. Oklahoma was an honorable mention for me, too. They're, they have the recent success, but Lincoln Riley's so young, it probably wouldn't happen. Number three, I'd go Oregon. They have some recent history. You can pull those jerseys as recruiting tools. You all, They also, for some reason – pull from Hawaii, the Samoan Islands. They've got a lot of pull in the Pacific, oh, yeah. which is... And you're playing in the Pac-12. Yeah, so basically it's flag football. Uh, number four, this is a bit of a hot take. North Carolina. I would oh, go to Jordan. North Carolina and I would tell the school, look, we're not a football powerhouse. I will come here, but we're using Michael Jordan. We are using the Jordan brand and we are getting recruits that way. And that's how my main point of recruiting would be. And I would also go like, look, I was a good coordinator here. Like, we're going to give our offense a shot. 
And also, you get to play in the ACC. Right now, they're not that good. Um, number five, honestly, I might I might have to go Michigan at number five. You go Michigan over Miami, Ohio State, or USC or LSU. Yes, I hate LSU. Well, okay, makes sense. I hate Ohio State. But you're really going to pick UNC and North Carolina? (laughs) If you don't take as much money as Jim Harbaugh and you can beat Ohio State once in a while and win some big games here and there, you're fine. You're safe. And Ohio State will pay money. They they still have a history of decent recruiting. If you can break into, like, the the farmlands, you got offensive line for days. I don't know why they don't focus on that more. And the one reason why I don't want the Miami job is because I don't want to take it from you. I think it'd be Aww. unfair. I I mean honestly, like the thing is, like honestly, my dream. I I I want to be a coach more, even when I was a kid because I kind of I kind of knew it as a kid. Like my athletic talent is weird. I didn't think I was actually athletic as I got older, but I did apparently. Um, not enough to play any kind of college sport possible, but. I love coaching. And so like oh, being an OC, like I, Miami would be like my dream job besides this, like talking sports for a living. But yeah, no, <clears throat> um, it, it's, it, what I find it's like, to me, college football jobs have just gotten so weird. It really has. It's, it's turned into this whole, like, who's the next big thing. And NFL coaching, Kevin, is even worse. Because yeah. college coaching, you could be like being a, a good OC in college, like you can mess up like a Danny Enos and oh, oh, good, you're back to being a, a col- like you're back to being on somebody else's offense. You're fine. You screw up in high, you screw up as a coordinator in, in the NFL, you're screwed. Yeah. All right. Um, why don't we do one sentence game? Sure. All right, let's get it cracking here. All right, it's week 17. Uh, oh, by the way, on Thursday, we will be revealing who won the picks competition. I actually don't know who won. I haven't even looked yet. Because I got a there there was a mix up one week to the other where we're missing a week, but I have the sheet for that week. So we're gonna slap it in. But um we should be all good there. All right, first off, Falcons Buccaneers. My sentence is screw you, Atlanta. I wanted the fifth pick. Tom Brady's immortal. Why do you think I called Eli Manning a god killer? Fair. Uh, Giants, Cowboys. Jason Garrett, offensive genius. <laughs> Next coach to the Chargers. Oh, good Lord. God bless. Yeah, Justin Herbert. God bless you, bro. Um, Giants doing the Lord's work, keeping the Cowboys out of the playoffs. Or at least making sure it happened. That's uh, Satan's team right there. It's the Dallas Cowboys, by the way. Um, Jets and Patriots. Damn, this game was boring as hell. That's my sentence. You couldn't have just taken the L and got the number 10 pick, Patriots. Come on. I actually don't know if they would have gotten it. Uh, no, because Dallas finished up. Mm, I don't know. Tiebreakers with Dallas have been weird. Yeah, there are a couple other teams they need to lose. And once they won, I was like, well, we're not getting it. Yeah. Um, all right, here we go. Vikings, Lions. Once again, Vikings, what the hell? You had to beat them by two points. It's another team that's going to get a pick. I mean, they're not going to pick anybody we actually want, but whatever. Um, 
they might pick Chase. I saw one Jet. I saw one where they take Chase, and I I kind of cringed a little bit. I mean, I don't mind the Slim Reaper either, honestly. But uh, once again, the NFL proves you cannot look at a quarterback funny. True. That was be that 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 that. that Rough in the past, it was literally the dumbest thing I've ever I've seen this year. Also, uh, uh, Jared, I have bad news for you. Yeah, buddy. If the Lions take Chase, you're not getting Smitty. Why? Because a lot Smitty's... of people have the Bengals taking him. Oh boy. I mean, that would mean we're taking Sertan or the kid of Virginia Tech. So, all right. Um. Next up, Browns and Steelers. Cleveland, congratulations! You finally made the damn playoffs, and you're gonna lose on Sunday to the same team. I'm happy for Cleveland. I'm not going to talk about it next week. All right, fair enough. Going the opposite of the Belichick method. Yeah, uh, Cincinnati is a pipe dream, them actually winning more games than Philly. So, Lamar Jackson, 113 passing yards? Dude, like, can we, can we just talk about the fact this guy won MVP last year and – Everyone's starting to realize it. Once you get tape on this dude, he's not the hard. The Tennessee Titans basically were like showed the NFL like, hey, you do this, he's not that hard to beat. Like, like my garbage fire Eagles took him down to a failed two point conversion attempt. Let that sink in. All right, Dolphins Bills. Oof. Oh my god, my Super Bowl picks looking real good right now. I'm not going to rant. I would like to say it's a real shame that Tua gave up 56 points. I guess they should draft another quarterback. Listen, I want Tua out of Miami just because I, I just I want him to get a fresh start. I don't I, want I, him out of Miami. I want them to get a new offensive coordinator and get this man some weapons. Well, no, Shane Gailey got fired. I did he? I think so. I don't know. I check on it, but I thought Shane Gailey was getting axed today. No, um, that was a fake Schefter account that ESPN fell for. Because ESPN is literally just ESPN. And they tweet. They even said like, "This is not Adam Schefter's fault." No shit, it's not Adam Schefter's fault. It's I'm your sure fault. You, I'm sure if you texted them before running, they're like, "Hey, did this actually happen?" Or even looked at the Twitter. They their handle was not like Adam Schefter with like a capital one for the H or something. Or Adam underscore. It was just literally like get to out of Miami or something, or fire Chan Gailey. Yeah. Um. All right. Last comment. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Fair. I, I you know what like Buffalo is like that weird like so like it, we look at teams that I root for. I love that Derrick Henry so I root for the Titans a lot. Raiders because of my uncle and my cousin. After that. It's like nothing, and then I guess I, the Bills got to sneak up into it. I love Josh Allen. I've loved him since he was in college. I've also loved him since Mark would just rip on him constantly. So should we at Mark Riley for Josh Allen's, like, MVP runner-up type season? Like, seriously, can we just talk about the fact that this dude is basically balling the frick out right now? If he's number two, we will. Oh, no, no, I Even if he's number three, I'm still going at Mark. I'm going to rip him apart for this because – Kevin, Mark said, and I, I, I'm paraphrasing here, this guy will be replaced in two years. 
Mark, I think you actually got replaced two years ago. <laughs> All right. Um, that was too easy. Um, that was a chip shot. But, yeah, no. 49ers and uh, 49ers, Seahawks 49ers. Um, yeah, I watched about 30 seconds of this. Um, but, yeah, Seahawks clinch uh, NFC North. Obviously, they had it already. NFC West. Um, 49ers are the hardest playing 6-10 and 10 team I've ever seen. Um, talk, uh, by the way, don't be surprised if the Niners take a quarterback on draft day. Jimmy G to New England, you heard it here first. CJ Beathard outperformed Russell Wilson. I know. That's the funniest part. <laughs> and I have been saying that, like, early in the year when Russell Wilson had MVP hype because he was going off, I was saying, like, it's not going to happen. He's going to fall off. Can we also talk about the fact that everyone was like the so? All right, we gotta like really look at this. I think so. Our our intern Samir, by the way, we want to give a big shout out to our new intern Samir. He will be coming on the show frequently as kind of a uh, chipping in with a quick comment or in facts or whatever kind of role. Did you um, agree to that, by the way, or did we just kind of say it was happening? We're gonna say it is because he's working for us now. <laughs> I don't know. We'll figure that out. But um, yeah, no. But he actually like um. He was talking about YouTube content. I think we should do a top 10 quarterbacks in the NFL right now. Obviously, like, I'm not going to be happy with it because neither of my boys are in it. But that's kind of because one of them threw 14 interceptions. The other one is probably going to get traded in the offseason. I have a weird theory about that, by the way. Um, So, next up, Cardinals-Rams. This game got super entertaining for about five minutes. <laughs> like... NFL, like NFL, I hate you because I only got to watch the last five minutes of Titans Texans. I had to watch this dumpster fire. I'm not even close to Arizona or, or Los Angeles. I am really close. I'm a lot closer to Tennessee or Houston. So, the hell. NFL teams, if you need a quarterback, John Wolford looked pretty good. Honestly. Um, shout out to the XFL, baby. <laughs> we are a Blackhawks podcast, or Battlehawks podcast. You think he's going to be an XFL quarterback when it comes back? No, I, I'm, I'm looking at guys like, um, Kyle Trask and, you know, those kind of types, to, you know, to be, oh, uh, XFL quarterbacks. Because Wolford's from the AAF. Oh, he was AAF. That's right. Yeah, he played for the Hot Shots. Oh, that's right. I missed the AAF, too. That was fun. Yeah. Oh, there are a lot of issues with the AAF. Yeah, the fact they couldn't pay their guys by week five. It took a global pandemic to stop the XFL 2.0. So we were going to go to a game. We were going to, like, um, we were going to see Guardians versus um, Battlehawks. Battle I got some Battlehawks gear somewhere in my room. I might listen. I may still be a Guardians fan just because like it's something me and my cousin can go do, so I can go take him to games because he lives like ten minutes from the stadium. So, uh, Jags and Colts. Jonathan Taylor is a monster, and this podcast called it what Kevin seven months ago. Yeah, it was before yeah. the draft. Oh, we were like, yeah, Jonathan Taylor is better than DeAndre Swift. We knew it. I didn't go that far, but I, I didn't I did. think, I didn't think the wear and tear was going to be as big an issue with Jonathan Taylor as people made it out to be. That is actually a legitimate point you made. Um, um, 
Also, Mike Glennon outperformed Philip Rivers. Yeah, uh, Philip Rivers is probably going to retire after this year. Yeah, but by the way, how great would it seem to see Philip Rivers win? Like, I know it's so unlikely, but watch the Colts get hot and win a Super Bowl. And Philip Rivers goes out with a title. I mean, he's already going to be like, he's going to be like a, a, a second ballot or third ballot Hall of Famer. Because his numbers are great. Like, you're not going to lie. I mean, his interceptions are high, but like, he's one of the last great gunslingers. I would love to see Philip Rivers win a freaking title and the dumb shit he's going to say when he gets up in the microphone. I just, I'm just excited for the bolo ties. Damn straight. I want a bolo tie at the, at the, at the Colts celebrate, at the Colts victory parade. We're doing this. All right. Um, either that or the Bills. I want the Col- Colts or Bills or Titans. Those are my three teams I want to win the Super Bowl this year. Um, all right. Speaking of Titans, I watched the greatest four minutes of football of all time, besides the uh, the Bills Cardinals game with Hopkins and Hail Mary. This came very close. Um, not only did I see a doink through the uprights, I saw a beautiful ball and catch by my boy AJ Brown from Ryan Tannehill. I saw the Texans drive down the field and score. It was an incredible two minutes, and of course. They made this – it was a nice consolation prize before the dumpster fire, the watch that was the Eagles versus the Washington football team. Um, Kev, what's your sentence? Uh, well, first off, I'm proud. I did not see a single DH2K joke on Twitter, so I'm proud of you guys. Um, also, though, before that last pass, that bomb to um, A.J. Brown again in field range, I said to my dad, I'm like, what, what do you think Mike Vrabel does here? Does he throw it up to A.J. Brown and see what he can do or see if Derrick Henry can break 50 tackles on his way to the end zone? And I, I was – he decided A.J. Brown. That's the move. Can we also talk about the fact that the Titans have an incredible offense weapons-wise? You have Sharp and Humphreys as um, slot receivers. And then you have two legitimate – probably the, the – I would say Corey Davis is like a, is like a top five number two receiver. Yeah, I mean... He's at number one on four teams. And their quarterback's pretty good, too. I, I'm telling you, Tannehill's a top 15 quarterback. You heard it he first. I'll take... He's not going to carry your team, but, I mean, give him the weapons that they have. He's going to do he's fine. He's also going to cannon. Like, everyone forgets, Tannehill can yip it. Like, it's not it's not an issue for him. Against he's... Adam Gase's best efforts, Tannehill's career is not ruined. Damn straight. I mean... I, he's ruined some other stars' careers. We'll talk about that later. But um, Raiders Broncos, Raiders, what the hell? You couldn't just give me one win so we can move up a, a spot in the draft. I hate you. I hate you so much. Wait, no, wait. Are we ahead of the? I don't even know. I think we're ahead of the Broncos actually. What's your record? Uh, we Five, are ten and one. Five ten and one, yeah. Yeah, you're uh, not ahead of the Broncos. They're five and eleven. Oh, so they're the fourth pick then, right? Uh, I don't know. It's on my head. It's either Falcons or I think it's Falcons or Broncos, whoever's in front of us. Yeah, Raiders, screw you. You're my second favorite team in the NFL, but you got demoted to my fourth favorite because what the hell? You couldn't just let the Broncos get a dub here? The Broncos have their team. They just need to draft defensive help. Oh. Uh, listen, I watch the Broncos go out. Who, who's the biggest – like arm talent in this draft besides Lawrence, Mac like, Jones. Arm strength. Watch they go draft Mac Jones with like the fifth pick. <laughs> uh, 
I don't know about arm talent. I'm not sure about the other guys, but I know I'm Mac Jones. About, like Yeet strength. Mac Jones. Mac Jones. He's got a cannon. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't hate that. I was actually my sense was going to be who are they taking a quarterback? Perfect. Um. All right. I would actually love that. I wanted him to go to the Falcons with Julio and Ridley, which Cruz probably would hate. But I do. I I think. Um. It would be great to see him in Denver too, in that thin mountain air with Ooh, that, that ball core. would fly. With that receiving core. Oof. KJ Hamler, Chris was not Christian Kirk. Who's the other one? Uh, Cortland Sutton. Cortland Sutton and um. Jerry Judy. Jerry Judy, your boy. No fan. I love Jerry Judy, by the Phillip way. Philip Lindsay. Yep. And even um, you want to throw another one in? My boy, uh, my boy at Oregon, Royce Freeman. Did you see Jerry Judy's touchdown? Just dirty. Just dirty. For those who didn't see it, the Raiders basically dropped nine. They had two guys rush. They had their D tackle in a spy situation in case they tried to dump it over. Jerry Judy gets to the 30. It, they were at their own seven. He gets like the 30 in between the linebackers and the D ends and then just outruns everyone. All right. So can I offer a quick hot take quick? The only receiver who would have had an all pro season with the Eagles, even with their whole situation, would have been Jerry Judy. That man can get open. Doesn't matter who's throwing the damn ball. Jerry Judy's the best receiver in this class right now, and I don't want to hear it. I don't hear no Chase Claypools. I don't want to hear no Moonies. I don't want to hear Justin Jefferson's. No. I it's Jerry Judy. Because Jerry Judy put up numbers with freaking Drew Locke and that garbage offensive line. Also, by the way, I want to point out, I wanna like I said, I was proud of Twitter for not making any DH2K jokes. There was a stretch where Jerry Judy was not playing that well. He didn't really have a big pop-off kind of game until last week. I mean, against Atlanta, seven receptions, 125 yards, and a touchdown. That was his best game then last weekend. Five receptions, 140 yards, and a touchdown. But no one gave him the bust label when he was getting three consecutive weeks with two receptions for under 100 yards. But yet... Everyone's slapping on Rieger because Justin Jefferson is having more yards. But also, I, I think, think the Rieger pick was a very good pick, honestly. But Oh, no, no, no. We could have gotten him in the second round. Yeah, that's more my issue, I think. But here's the thing is also it's like I don't think Rieger is going to have a ridiculous season next year, especially if we keep wins. Did you see the, uh, the Vikings war room? Oh, no, no. I hate the Vikings so much, and I cannot wait to run them in the ground next year. That was so funny, though. Like, oh, the Eagles might take Jefferson. They take Rieger, they start laughing. It's all right. Um, we'll probably make the playoffs before they will. I think part of that was a nerves thing, too, though. They were like, like, you know, when you're really nervous about something and then it works out and you kind of, like, laugh because that's the only reaction you know to do. Like, that's an instinctual reaction. I think that was part of it. I don't think it was like a ha-ha, Rieger's going to suck. Yeah, I know. Like, oh. Also, but I, I still am going to just, you know, go. It was like, an, oh, thank God. I'm so good with the Vikings all, all day. I hate the Vikings. Um, Chargers and Chiefs. Hey, Justin, good job. Good job, Dustin Herbert. That's my sentence. Throw one passing touchdowns. Rookie record. Um, Firing Anthony Lynn was a mistake. Uh, Yeah. Hard guess. That was so stupid. Oh, no. Um, The Spanos family are a bunch of morons. Spanos rhymes with Thanos. True. All right. Uh, Goal Pack Goal versus Da Bears. 
your goat hasn't passed for 50 touchdowns. Couldn't be me. <laughs> oh, whoops. Um, Devon Adams still is in top three. Get at me. I think it's hysterical. Packers fans think Aaron Rodgers the goat. Uh, yeah, no. Um, he's had. Oh, it's like he hasn't had good talent. Brady's had white boys in one big tight end. You really want to go about talent? Yeah. I mean, look, Aaron Rodgers has had some of the best individual seasons for a quarterback ever. Mm-hmm. Not the best, though. And that goes to Peyton Manning on the Broncos. That's the best quarterback season ever. Uh, before that, it was Brady, but then Mahomes now. Like, those are the three best quarterback seasons ever. And Aaron Rodgers had passer. I hate QBR, and they're like, oh, he... He's trying to break his own record for QBR. Okay, QBR is a made-up stat. Yeah, it was basically manufactured to make certain quarterbacks look better. Like, when you're comparing two guys, and if they have identical numbers, but one of them is a better QBR, okay, that's a tiebreaker, but that's like the 10th tiebreaker. Yeah. All right. Um, quick one here. Uh, Saints-Panthers, uh, who cares? Seriously, I, I, the Saints were going to win this game. I want to see more P.J. Walker. What the hell? <laughs> the Saints are a scary team. I wouldn't want to play them in the playoffs. The worst part is the NFC playoffs have to go through that, that hell hole in Wisconsin. Oh, oh, God. I hate the Packers so much. Hopefully um, they get knocked right. out early. I don't trust Drew Brees at 40 years old in the cold. Oh, I don't either. They're going to get clapped by some team that's going to – be like just not even in their ball game for most of the season. All right. Last one. Um Washington football team, Philadelphia Eagles. Um my sense is uh Jalen Hurts may not be the starter next year for Philadelphia. It's not his fault. It's just that I think Howie Roseman played the entire NFL. While also alienating his quarterback. Um it was it, it was a very weird move making a, a Lombardi trophy out of Alex Smith's leg brace. Like, hey, it's honey, a good shield good story, though. Hey, honey, around the time you almost fucking died? Well, here's the brace that we're just going to have at our house all the time. I mean, but here, well, one, they need to change the fucking name of the Comeback Player of the Year award to Al- the Alex Smith Award. Seriously. If they don't give it to him, I'm rioting. Oh, no, no, no. You and me are going to the NFL office in New York City, and we're de- one demanding a job, two, burning the place down. I, I feel like uh, those are not going to work out well. I feel like uh, we should go for the job thing first. True. Actually, I like that plan better. If they don't give us a job, we'll put it in place. Job right, first, cool. and then we burn it down. This is also yeah. a joke we don't need to be looked into. Yeah, seriously, we love the NFL. It basically is the reason we have a podcast. Like, come on. Like, we love the NFL. It's the greatest league in the world. Yeah, now, Roger know. Goodell's house. Now Kev's going to get put on a watch list. All right. Um, all right. That's the last call. That's a one-sentence game. Final time of season, for regular season at least. We'll do playoffs, obviously. But All right. Gentlemen, ladies, whatever the hell you call yourselves, yesterday was Black Monday. One of the funniest Mondays of, of the NFL season, postseason, whatever. Three colors were fired. Uh, Doug Marone. Adam Gase, Andy Lynn. So, Kevin, my question is to you. Who is the most deserving of this firing? Um, Doug Marone. Ooh, okay. 
Okay, I, I want to hear this now. Look, Adam Gase lost 14 games. It, people thought he was going to lose 16. Yeah, he kind of screwed up. I get why they fired him. But Doug Marone was on borrowed time ever since the Jaguars were getting looked into for the way they treated their players, withholding bonuses, saying they weren't hurt when they were, calling out players for missing things because they were hurt. Doug Marone should have been fired before this for things besides football reasons. And then he went one in 15. I don't want him around my rookie quarterback. No. Uh, and the fact, uh, how do you feel, by the way, how do you feel about the Urban Meyer rumors about him going there to coach? I think it's a good move for the Jaguars. Honestly, I don't think it's going to work out, but I get, I get the move. I like it for, I, I like the experiment because the worst you're going to get is like a nine and seven team. I think Urban Meyer is a great coach. Um, I think he's level. I think honestly, he's level-headed enough for the NFL. Where Saban, who is an incredible, the greatest college football coach of all time, maybe too fiery for certain players, and maybe take a while for the culture to adjust. Urban Meyer's a little more relaxed. I think a more relaxed environment will help Urban. Nick Saban's biggest fault as a coach was their GM not trusting Drew Brees' arm. It was the medical examiner. It wasn't Drew Brees. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, but like not trusting him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that was the biggest mistake. I think because they went. Uh, let me let me look this up real quick. Because they weren't a good team in 2006, which was Saban's last season there. Yeah. Um. Let me see. So 2006, Nick Saban was head coach. They went six and ten. That was fourth in the AFC East. 2007, they didn't really make many moves for player wise. Like they didn't completely overhaul their roster. They went one in 15. And the season before he got there, they went four and 12. So 2004, they went four and 12, 2005, Saban's first year. They went nine and seven, 2006, six and 10, a bit of a backstep, 2007, one and 15. Also, I watched for, this is for Dolphins fans. We're going to address the Dolphins fans here. Pete, they hate Nick Saban. Uh, have you ever watched Nick Saban's introductory press conference uh, with Alabama? Because I watched the other day. Uh, I forget the owner's name. Wayne was, was was Genga. I don't know how to pronounce this. I was not really paying attention to football then. I was like eight. But when he was interviewing Nick Saban, he said, I'm a college coach. I love coaching in college. I don't really want to go to the NFL. And then he kept coming back, so it seems like, fine, I'll go. But if, like, a college job comes up, I might take it. And then Mal Moore came calling a few times, and it seems like, yeah, I'm going back to college. I'm done. So Miami knew this going in, and they still hired the guy. Yeah. I mean, all right. Bringing it back. Um, Doug Maroon. I I, I think he, he, he should have been fired two years ago, so I, I'm not going to use that. Um, Adam Gase, it, it, it's kind of the obvious one. There's really no either one you're win, winning here, so both of them should deserve to be fired. Anthony Lynn should have been given one more year. Yes, his clock management skills were dog dog crap, but at the same time, he also they won their last four games in a row. Herbert had a career had a career year for a rookie. Not just a rookie. He had a career year for most pros. Most starting quarterbacks in the NFL don't even throw 31 touchdowns a season as like a fifth-year veteran. 
So I, I, I think Anthony should be one more year with a good draft pick and uh, another offseason. Also, I mean, Anthony Lynn's career, I mean, yeah, he never really won, like, big games very much. Like, he didn't make it to the AFC Championship. But 2017, his first year, 9-7. and seven. After they went 5-11 and 11 in San Diego, and then they moved to L.A., hired Lynn, he went 9-7. and seven. 2018, they went 12-4, and four, second in the AFC West, won against the Ravens at the wild card, then lost to the Pats in the divisional round. 2019, they went nine and eleven or five and eleven, not nine and eleven. Five and eleven missed the playoffs. This year, seven and nine with a rookie quarterback after having lose or getting rid of your starting quarterback for the last fifteen years. And you know what kills rookie development? You keep changing coaches. Don't bigger how that went. Don't change the coach and the staff after your rookie quarterback had a phenomenal year. Once again, ask Baker Mayfield how that went. I think Hugh Jackson would have stunted his growth even more. Yeah, Hugh Jackson's an awful coach. Um, his story about Cal, uh, about Chris Johnson, by the way, are hysterical. I mean, um, Chad Johnson, sorry. <clears throat> yeah, I think he's a good person, nice enough, but I just don't want him anywhere near my team. All right, fair enough. All right, before we get into Heisman talk, the Pro Football 2021 Hall of Fame finals have been announced. Uh, want to hear the list quick? I saw some of it, but yeah, I didn't see all of it. Peyton Manning, Calvin Johnson, Torrey Holt, Reggie Wayne, Leroy Butler, John Lynch, Rondé Barber, Charles Woodson, Jared Allen, Richard Seymour, Clay Matthews Jr. Not Clay Matthews, who played for the Rams two years ago. His dad. Um, Sam Mills, Zach Thomas, Alan Fanica, Tony Baselli. Off the bat, I can tell you seven or eight are guaranteed Hall of Famers. Manning, Johnson, Reggie Wayne, Charles Woodson, um, and I'd, I'd say Jared Allen, just because he was a sack machine. <clears throat> and the Alifanica. Yeah, I mean, this is a really good class. I think it's going to be tough picking guys to leave out. I, I feel like Clay Matthews, I don't think he should get in right now. Uh, I don't think Clay Matthews Sr. should get should have gotten in when he did. I think they should wait and just put all three in at once. Be hysterical. Oh, and also, if you want to keep out um, Bruce Matthews and just put the whole family in, I'd be okay with that. That 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 family just breeds talent. Um, that's absurd. It's like the Longs, exactly. I know. Family. It's like ridiculous. I mean, like Manning, Johnson, Reggie Wayne, John Lynch. I mean, Tory Holt is going to. I think Tory Holt to be like a second or third ballot. Yeah, Torrey Holt's probably not going to get in this year. Yeah, um, but yeah, Manning Johnson, Reggie Wayne, John Lynch, Woodson, uh, Zach Thomas, Al Panica, like, it, it, it makes sense to me. Yeah. Um, Peyton Manning, arguably one of the best statistical quarterbacks ever, uh, two Super Bowls. Uh, Calvin Johnson, in my opinion, the greatest wide receiver of all time if he played for any team but the Detroit Lions. Yeah. Um, Reggie Wayne, the best route runner in NFL history. Besides Jerry Rice. He was not a fast dude, but that man could get open. Yeah. Um, They need to stop drawing out this Heisman stuff. 
Oh, I know. It's killing me. I'm I'm waiting for you to give me an update. Uh, John Lynch, the one of the premier safeties of the 2000s, along with his counterparts, Dawkins and Reed are both in. So I think John needs to go in as well. Um, Charles Woodson, arguably one of the top five greatest defensive backs ever to walk onto an NFL field. In the top yeah. ten. Like, because he plays safety and corner, was elite at both. That's just not hurt. So, uh, Jared Allen, an absolute sack machine. I think he'll be the last one in if we're going to do this. Uh, Zach Thomas, great player his entire career. Hall Pro Bowler, no question. Uh, that one might be a borderliner. And then Alan Fanica, arguably one of the top ten greatest centers in NFL history. So, Yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see. I'm putting in AirPods right now so I can have the Heisman ceremony in the background. But my charger is dead, so now it won't connect, I guess. <laughs> Which is annoying. But, yeah, no, it'll be – it's a really good class, actually. I, I'm excited to see who gets in, who doesn't. Whoever doesn't get in, people are going to riot, but. Listen, when, um, when, uh, what's his face? When Dawkins didn't get his first year, I almost like, legitimately punched a hole through a wall. I was a junior in college and I was just so angry. That's my favorite, that's my favorite athlete of all time. But he got in the next year, the year we won, that weekend we won the Super Bowl. I think that was meant, that was just meant to be. The weekend your the weekend your team was the Super Bowl, your favorite athlete gets inducted into the Hall of Fame. Like that weekend of February first, no, third and fourth was maybe the greatest weekend of my life sports wise. I had my favorite athlete inducted into the Hall of the Hall of Fame of a sport, and then I had my favorite team win the Super Bowl. So I mean I, I I'm not gonna knock it. All right. And it we're done with NFL. Kev, well, you had a question for me you wanted to ask me. I had a question for you. All right, let's go. We're just going to limit it to, like, the first round. Mm-hmm. What is your dream draft scenario for the Eagles? All right. This is going to be crazy. Buckle up. Eagles trade Jalen Hurts because they can move him. He's a commodity. He's a hot commodity. Even after the game last uh, on Sunday, he's still worth a back-end first-round pick. You trade him to some team that needs a bat, needs a quarterback for the future badly. With the first pick, you get somebody for defense. Depend. This is this is a weird thing though. Depending on how the draft goes, if the cornerback from Virginia Tech is falling in the draft, I'm not a soul on Sertan now after what you just told me. So maybe I take Jamar Chase with the sixth pick, or Devontae Smith, and because I don't think Jalen Wild is going to be there at 19, 20, 23. But this all also depends on free agency. So my dream scenario would be. Us getting a defensive player, Rousseau, or Sertan at the cornerback of Virginia Tech first. Or flipping it and getting a Jamar Chase or Devontae Smith and then getting a defensive player with the second pick in the first round. After trading Jalen Hurts for a first round pick. Because I swear, Kevin, there's something smells so fishy about this. As much as they alienated once, nobody gives a crap about what the media thinks. If the team is still behind Wentz, it doesn't matter. And the thing is also, with Wentz, I swear, and Doug, Doug, Doug's comments were, Doug's comments through Chris Collinsworth were simply, we want to rebuild the offense through Carson. Not Jalen, Carson. So that makes me think, okay, they were dangling Jalen Hurts like a piece of meat, which is horrible to say about any person, 
But like they were like saying like, hey, here's this quarterback. He's mobile. He's got a good arm. He's a gamer, and he can make good reads. Who wants him? We only cost it only costs a second rounder. We'll take him for a first. Like Jalen Hurts was bait. That's all he was this year. And to me, and if that's actually what Howie was thinking the whole time, this quarterback factory comment, and they actually, you know, they pulled him off. They pulled Carson off because, yeah, he was struggling. He was having a rough season. Also, the team was garbage. So I, I don't think any quarterback could have made that work. Maybe Mahomes, or, and that's about it. But Russell Wilson, maybe. It's just to me, like, this feels like such a scheme to me. And if they end up dealing or hurts or even keep, I don't care if they keep hurts. I mean, I love them to trade hurts because I think the kid's kid, kid's a good kid. He's a gamer. Trade him to a New England, a Pittsburgh, uh, Indianapolis, somebody who's going to want, just keep him out of our division, but like trade to a team that needs a quarterback and has a good coach who can work with him. It's the best fit for him, obviously, because I think him and Carson can't share the same room. They like each other as person, people, but I, they can't be in the same room because they're both they both deserve to be a starting quarterback. So going either defense one with the first pick and then going defense with the second first round pick and then the second round just flunk the rest of the holes linebacker uh, safety maybe a backup tight end for Goddard because Ertz isn't coming back something like that. That's my dream scenario, Kevin. So my my dream scenario is I would love my sister actually texted me while we were recording this. Uh, how would you feel about Mac Jones of the Patriots? And my response was, I would not. However, yeah, no, uh, I am pulling for, Kevin. I love you, buddy, and you're like my, you're my best friend. So I'm gonna tell you this right now. I am praying that Mac Jones gets drafted by the Patriots at what do you guys have? 13, 15. 14, 15? 15. 15 Mac Jones of the Patriots. I would. Pr- I'm praying for it. I want it, but I know it wouldn't work out. We don't have weapons, and this isn't saying Mac Jones can't win without weapons, but we don't have any really. Jacoby Myers is our best weapon. He's a good second or third receiver he's a good athlete one thing i'll say is free agency pal changes everything hunter henry's a free agent aj green they're Corey galladay davis, john ross Robert. patriots want to pay Corey davis because he wouldn't cost as much as some of those guys but here's my while thinking about this i had a crazy uh, nick saban's talking and i'm missing it i'm gonna pause that and watch it in a second um my crazy dream scenario are you ready for this Okay. Call up Atlanta. Hey, Atlanta. Y'all want a quarterback? Y'all need defensive help. What would you say to Stephon Gilmore, the 15th overall pick, and the second overall pick next year for number four? Mac Jones will probably be there at 15. He'd work great in your offense. Get that done. If Smitty's taken at three by the Dolphins, you take Chase or Waddle. If one of those guys taken, you take Smitty. That is my dream scenario. Who'd be your quarterback? I don't care. We'd have weapons. We'd deal with that next year. Matthew Stafford for a couple years? Because he's going to be gone. If Dream scenario number two. Hey, Detroit, your quarterback's got a broken back. We'll give you a third-round pick for him. And you pay him a lot of money. Like, you don't want to do that. Draft quarterback. We'll give you a third-round pick for Matt Stafford. And we'll give you a third this year and a third next year just to get it through. <laughs> Problem solved. Also, trade Sony Michelle. I don't care if you get a bag of balls back. Just get rid of them. I don't think he just doesn't fit your system. That's what it is. He doesn't fit anyone's system. He's not that eh. fast. He's not that strong. And he's not that shifty. That's yeah, true. 
He's just kind of like there as a running back. All right. Um, we took the wrong Georgia running back. <laughs> facts. Um, I w- when when you guys draft when that draft was happening, I w- it was 2018. I'm sitting in my boys my boy my 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 buddy Nick's uh diner. Me, him, and his dad are watching the draft, and they said running back from Georgia, and I'm like Nick Chubb, I'm like Sony Michelle. I'm like, who? I'm like, no, nah, that's not the running back that's good. Like, what the hell are you talking about? When they made that pick. I was actually excited because what he did in the national championship game, I felt it was third and 13, third and 15 all the time. They would hand it off or throw it on a quick out to Sony Michelle, and he'd get 15 yards every time. And I was like, oh, this is going to be great. And then I saw him play in the NFL. I'm like, this dude sucks. Yeah, because there's a difference between the quickness of a college linebacker and an NFL linebacker. All right, so Kevin, Heisman talk. Who do you think is taking it? I have been – I think this is now three or four podcasts that I've given my Heisman takes on. And I'm not saying that annoyed. I'm just pointing out, like, because I've talked about it twice on Tailgate and the Quad. Go listen to it. We had Parker on last night. Great show. It was a good time. We talked about Sark, Texas. He's a Texas boy. But I think it's Devontae Smith. That was my pick, too. I think they want to get away from this kind of – every couple of years they're going to want to get away from this quarterback award label and Running give it to a non-quarterback if they feel there's one deserving enough. I do think there's one deserving. And there's a really funny graphic I saw by one of the guys down at Saturday Down South, uh, SDS. Uh, Vern Funquist is his name on Twitter. It's Chris Myler. He was on uh, Cruise Control the other night. They dropped it today. And show too. Today being Tuesday. And it's his – the 2021 Heisman finalists, and I'm just going to tell you some of the things. Like Kyle Trask, 4,000 – it had an asterisk next to it if they led the college football. 4,283 total passing yards, leads college football. 43 passing touchdowns, leads college football. Eight interceptions. 46 total touchdowns, leads college football. Devontae Smith, 1,641 receiving yards, leads college football. 20 touchdowns, leads college football. First in yards, reception, receiving yards, receiving touchdowns, and receptions. Mac Jones, 4,036 passing yards, 37 touchdowns, four interceptions, led college football in QBR, passing rating, yards per attempt, and completion percentage. Trevor Lawrence. So I know I went through those fast. Remember those numbers. Trevor Lawrence, 3,356 yards, 32 touchdowns, five interceptions, 34-2 career record. That's all he could say about Trevor Lawrence's year. Not even year. Just he behind all these stats, but we're going to make this a career achievement award. And he's a Bama guy, so I think that was intentionally done, but I think it's hysterical. All the people are like, give it to Trevor Lawrence. He's done so well in his career. Okay, congrats. He's won one national championship. Yeah, um, Mr. Second Coming of Jesus has only won once. Like, um, what am I missing here? Um, yeah, no. <clears throat> I'm not buying this at all. I don't think Lawrence deserves it. I think Lawrence can be the, the, the best NFL talent out of these group. I don't know, maybe, I don't know, because if Smith gets to the right roster, he might be better than all four of them. <clears throat> like, if Smith gets a, like, gets a prime Joe Burrow or a 2017 Wentz or something like that where he's just getting the ball fed to him in open space, it's a wrap. <clears throat> yeah. All right, uh, you got anything weird for me? I do, actually. Let me dig it up. So, Jared, I know I'm very, I, I like, I don't like, but I, I make fun of the Eagles a lot. When they lose, not fan. I, there is going to be one game next year where I'm going to be rooting extra hard against the Eagles. 
What what is this game, Kevin? Their game against the Detroit Lions. I am going to be rooting for the Detroit Lions with all my heart because the Lions have a chance to complete the bird gauntlet. No team has ever defeated all five bird teams. The Falcons, the Seahawks, the Cardinals, the Ray, the Ravens, I almost said the Rams, the Ravens, and the Eagles. They have a chance to do that next season, and I want that to happen so badly. Oh, they play all five bird teams this year. Yes. If they go 5-11, and 11, but their five wins are those teams, I'd be happy. That's actually a pretty cool stat. Yeah, but uh, no. Uh, I, I, our schedule, because our fourth place finished this year, and the fact that our roster is not a last-place roster, it's going to be fun next year. <clears throat> the year after you do a bad year is always the best because you end up getting like a great schedule. I, lo- I love it. All right. Um, that's cool, though. I-, I never really realized no team's ever done that before. All right. Last call. Let's kick that Motley crew. I'm-, I'm feeling edgy today. All right. So first off, here we go. All right. So first off, my first complaint is with all Giants fans. We talked about this earlier, but guys, come on. It's a draft pick. I'm sorry. I, I just I don't understand. Like everyone's like, oh, it's, it's bad. It's an integrity of the game. No, no, guys, shut up. It's not. It's not integrity of the game. You've been encouraging the tanking of the team across the city from you for years. You've been encouraging it from Miami last year. Kev was like their champion of that last year for tanking for ta- for going 0 16. Kev so desperately wants to go 0 16. He's crying for it. Um, he also wants to go 6 10 to make the playoffs. But either way, my other complaint. It's not even a complaint. It's a shout-out. I'm going to give a shot to my Miami Hurricanes. Because they were getting hosed by the refs. These refs were fucking terrible. They were atrocious. But you know what the best part was? Bubba Bolden, Derek King, Cameron Harris. Three of our most... Three of our five most important players of, 20, of our 2020 season opted back in for 2021. We're about to hit the transfer portal. And we got a top 10 recruiting class. Now, I'm not saying we're winning the, winning the ACC, because that's blasphemy. Let's see Clem, Let's see if actually beat Clemson first. But Kev, it's a good day to be a Kane, man. Our defensive captain's coming back. We might get another one of those Quincy Roche top 10, like, edge rushers. And could be, hopefully ain't going to be COVID next year. Al Blades Jr. is going to be a senior. DJ Ivy's coming back. I'm say I'm I'm saying that that defense with all those guys coming back, and then you're talking about those young linebackers with another year under their belt, and that offense with King under center, Cameron Harris, Donald Cheney, and J- Jalen Knighton, both of whom are four-star running backs, by the way. Um, and you have that young receiving core is getting better. I think Will Mallory's coming back this year. I don't know about Brevin Jordan. Brevin Jordan hasn't said he's coming back yet or not. But Will Mallory's coming back. That's a, still a top 10 tight end in college football. It's kind of weird when you have two top 10 tight ends. Um, but, yeah, no. I'm excited. It's a good day to be a Kane, man. Clemson, North Carolina, Notre Dame. Watch out. That's what I'm saying. Okay, I, we're not going to win national title next year. I'll say right now we're not going to win one because we yes. run out. Devontae Smith won. Yeah. All right. It's a good day. A wide receiver won the damn Heisman. 
It's a I'm good so day. Bad jokes, but I'm so happy. I just threw my phone. It's a good day. A wide receiver won the Heisman. I am all about this. I hope I didn't break my phone. It's over here now. All right. <laughs> That's awesome. I freaking love that. It's a great way to end it. But by the way, Miami Hurricanes, ACC, watch out. Uh, but yeah, no, Devontae Smith, perfect way to end the show. Devontae Smith wins the Heisman. I am so happy about this. Kev, we talked about this for like Larry Fitzgerald gets gypped in 02. And ever since then, I've never felt like a wide receiver has been that close. An Alabama boy does it. Uh, they don't They don't call him the Slim Reaper for no reason. Best receiver in college football this year. I honestly think he, he was better. I think he would have had a better season than Waddle regardless. But not having Waddle definitely funneled the ball his way a lot more. Like, Waddle's still a first-round pick, so I don't feel that bad about his injury. It sucked, but we've gone undefeated. And we might get Waddle back for the national championship. It's This is the most shit talk I'm going to do about the national championship. I don't like running my mouth before games necessarily, but it's a wrap. Speak your speak piece. Speak your piece. It's a wrap, baby. With Waddle, y'all are winning by 50. Oh, it's going to be awesome. Nobody's going to cut. You're going to tell me you're going to double cover both receivers? Uh, don't you all have a slot receiver who's balling out too? He caught a touchdown last week. John Mechie. I love John Mechie. Boom. On the Florida defender after getting a pick, forced a fumble that Smitty recovered. Oh, John Mechie. <laughs> Billingsley, our H-back, who we have returning kicks, which is weird, is a stud receiver. He was getting tackled because the ball was at him, so it wasn't pass interference. I'm not arguing that. But he was basically getting tackled, still holding the ball. Miller Forrestal's a good tight end to have, too. Um, Oh, also, you know, number five in the Heisman voting. He got screwed because they wanted to give Trevor Lawrence and Bronze. Najee Harris... And the Mac Bomber himself. Oh, it's a wrap, baby. It's over. Oh, and, oh yeah. Don't you all have like three top ten, p- top twenty picks on the defense, by the way? Just saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a wrap. Yeah. It Ohio is. State. You're about to get from Vita. What? What? State University? Get the, get the hell out of here. All right. All right. That wraps it up today, folks. Great show. Great. Our timing was perfect. Kev, good job. Kev, keeping up on the Heisman voting. Um, a lot of great stuff coming this year, guys. It's the first show of 2020. Uh, it's going to be a fun show. Of course, as we finish up season three of the corner, but season four is going to be fun. New, we have some new co-hosts. Kevin, you know, Kevin's got tailgate in the quad. Of course, check that out as well. So I'm proud of my boy. Starting his pod. Sounds great. Doing good. And, uh, episode of Parker was fucking hysterical, by the way. So, all right. Check it out. Tailgate in the quad. Listen to it. They're like our little brother podcast. We love them over here. I'm Jared. That's Kev. Pat's here Thursday. And possibly an appearance from our intern on Friday. Later. Full time, baby. Full time. And also, it's all about the year. Hey guys, Jared. Thanks for checking out the Corner Booth Pod. Be sure to check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Corner Booth Pod. This podcast is brought to you by the Belly Up Podcast Network.